Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to day five of our seven-day Holy Ghost-filled revival. Y'all already know, I'm your girl, Adrian Misunderstanding Allen, better known as Misunderstood Adrian for those. And uh, here at Purpose Kingdom Network, we want to welcome you, welcome you, welcome you. Now, I don't know if this is your first time or your fifth time. If it is your first time, then let me tell you that y'all have missed some stuff, so you need to check it out in the archives. That's www.blogtalkradio.com backward slash Purpose Kingdom. I mean, first night, Reverend Miro, he was telling us that, you know, you got to be submitted and committed. I mean, it's a two and three, two for one for you to walk this thing out, to be the brand new living sacrifice. Now, then we heard that the next day we had to do a new system, a new way for a new day. I mean, we've been hearing some really, really good words. And then Brother Aaron came on and told us about the sacrifice and told us that we got to be consistent in our sacrifice. I mean, woo! And then what happened last night was just nothing but the power of God. And we know what happens when God is doing his work. The devil does not want any tick. So we enjoyed, endured that situation last night, but we learned about this lack, the living sacrifice. We learned about the pleasing sacrifice, and we learned about the unacceptable sacrifice. So I'm, I'm just excited about what we are about to hear tonight. Now, you know, I, I take pride in the fact that I like to say that these are all purpose kingdom-owned hosts. But now, Elder, Elder Alicia Cooper is special because she's not a regular host, like an everyday regular host. But when she show up, we know that God is in the building. So I'm going to tell you that, you know, we're coming from Romans 12 and 1. And just like any other night, we're going to have Chappie come on and read the scripture. But then after Chappie comes on, the next voice that you will hear is none older, none other than Elder Alicia Cooper. Chappy, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, each and every one. We bless and praise God for you joining us here this evening. I am still in this place of expectation as I have been all week long thus far, waiting to see what God is going to do new this evening. I'm here to read our theme scripture for this week, our theme scripture for the revival is coming from Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and I'll be reading it from the King, I'm sorry, verse 1, <laughs> I'm sorry, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, and I will be reading it from the King James Version, and it reads, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
Amen. And again, that's Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And we know that the word of the Lord is already blessed. And it gives me a great honor to say that the next voice you will hear is that of Elder Elisha Cooper. Woman of God, it is in your hand. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's probably the most nervous I've been in a while, even though... um, I can't see your faces. I know that y'all are listening. I want to be able to minister effectively and efficiently. Um, I'm coming from 2 Samuel 11 and 1. Give an honor to to God, to Pastor Toy, to Brother Bob and Miss Adrian, and to all of those uh, that are a part of Purpose Kingdom Network. Um, God bless you all. For the sake of time, I'm only going to read one verse which is Second Samuel 11 and 1, and it says, In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbi, but David remained in Jerusalem. If I can use for a theme or a subject for the next few minutes, if I had only stayed focused. If I had only stayed focused, God, we honor you and we thank you tonight for your word. God, I pray that you would remove any sin that is in the way between me and you, that I would be able to minister your word to your people. God, I pray, Lord, for all of those who are listening, Lord, God, let it penetrate the hearts and ears and the minds of those who are listening. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would anoint me, God, and just be with me on tonight, Lord. I ask that you minister to me tonight, God, in the name of Jesus, and I give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We all have lost something due to sin, whether it was a house, a child, a position. We lost something, and maybe it was because we moved before God told us to or because we didn't move at all, or maybe it was because he, he said, don't touch that, and we touched it anyway. Or maybe it was because we wanted something that someone else had that we wanted to kill for it. In the text, David was supposed to be at war, but he sent Joab and the gangsmen out. He couldn't sleep, so he decided to walk around. Some of us are the same way. We can't sleep, so we begin to walk around. Or we get out of bed and turn on the TV. And what's on the TV gets our attention. Most times it's infomercials. They are selling things you feel you need. You grab your wallet, pay for something that you already have two of, and then the next day the bill you thought you paid comes out leaving you with an overdraft. Money back guarantee, but you can no longer reach the seller to get the right to do the right thing and take the product back. After you get the product, it works for about a month before it breaks, and now you have three of the same item, which one is broken. David was on the roof of that palace, and Bathsheba became his infomercial. She was bathing herself, and some would say she should have done that in a more private setting. I'm sorry to say private showers didn't come until later. She was doing what she was supposed to, but she became David's infomercial. She was something that he didn't need, but the lust of the eye caused him to want her. He sent for her knowing who she was and who her husband was, but David's focus, David's focus on what he needed. He forgot what the Bible says about not coveting his neighbor's wife. He forgot the Bible says thou shalt not commit adultery. 
All he saw was that I want her and I want her now. And some of us here are the same way spiritually. We have all that we need from God, but we still want what someone else has. We're over 25 ministries in the church and still want the one thing that sister or, or our brother has. And we try our best to figure out how we can get it, that we make love to the ministry until it's ours. What do you mean, preacher? I mean, you call for someone in the ministry that you know is not going to tell you no. You use them to figure out a way to manipulate your way in. It's not yours, but you just got to have it. That's what David did. He made love to someone that he knew did not belong to him. But because of his authority as king, he knew he could get her. Stop using your authority to try to get what you want and focus on what God has put in your hands. You task for your life if you're too busy being a thief. And the Bible says that it comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. David received word from Bathsheba that she was pregnant. So his focus shifted to a scheme. He did not consult the Lord on what to do. He did not repent. What he did was he tried to figure out a way to cover the mess that he created. However, his plans kept backfiring, and this is what we do in the church. When things are not going according to the way we expect, we start ism and schisms in the church. We start gossiping, backbiting, scandalizing. We come up with every scheme possible to cover up our mess, even if it means killing the reputation of the person who couldn't, we couldn't use to cover up what we did. The Bible says that David called for Uriah. David's focus was to cover up his sin by sending her back to her husband so that he could make love to her, so he can say that that's her husband's baby. But Uriah showed his faithfulness to David and the army and did not spend time with his wife. David couldn't understand why he would choose not to go home to his beautiful wife. But when you, are, when you have a person who is faithful, they won't let no one take them away from what they are faithful to. You can offer them the one thing that they want, but it won't move them because their focus is the war that we are that we are fighting. And I'm confident if we stay focused, we will get back home. And Uriah felt that way. If I stay focused, I can get back home to my wife. Uriah was more focused on his on his assignment, while David was focused on getting him with his wife. Uriah wanted to be with his brothers at war, but David needed him to be the fall guy. So the Bible says that David got Uriah drunk, and he still don't go home. He still feels that regardless of his time with the king, he doesn't deserve to have what his brothers that are at war don't have. Uriah was more faithful than David was. The war was no longer David's assignment. Making sure Israel won was no longer his focus. He put Israel in trouble because he slept with someone that was not his. And even in the church, we have people committing spiritual adultery with people that are supposed they're supposed to be protecting. They are spiritually trying to kill the one that the assignment belongs to. We are spiritually setting people up for failure to cover up. We are purposely uh, setting people up for failure to cover up our failure. And it got so bad that David uh, sent Joab a note with Uriah that said, put Uriah out in the front line where the fighting is the the fiercest. Then withdraw from him so he could be struck down and die when the war got heated. He withdrew the troops 
causing Joab to be a co-conspirator to Uriah's murder. So David stole his wife. He killed her husband and destroyed their marriage by causing her to be a widow. David gave her time to mourn and then took him took her as his wife. David lost his focus. He, his scheme had nothing to do with God, and yet he was still a man after God's heart. How did he know? Because the Lord loved David enough to send a prophet to correct him. Watch this. He didn't dethrone him, but he corrected him. I'm going to say that one more time. He didn't dethrone him, but he corrected him. He came to him with a parable in chapter 12 saying, There were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little lamb he had bought. He raised it, and it grew up with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep and cattle to prepare the, a meal for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the little lamb that belonged to the poor man and for, for the one who had, had come to him. After hearing this, David got angry. He was ready to fight and kill this man. This is the same way we are when we are presented with ourselves. We get hyped and ready to fight. Who did that? Why would they do something like that? Why would they steal that little lamb and they got all of that, all of them lambs? Why are they trying to take over every ministry in the church when someone else needs a turn? Why would they? And and us as men and women of God need to be bold enough to speak what God says. Nathan said to David that you are that man. It's you, David. You lost focus when you were on the roof looking at Bathsheba. You lost focus when you set up Uriah. You lost focus when you took her as your wife. You lost focus, and God is not pleased with what you did. David's focus was adjusted at that moment. He saw his mistake. He went before the Lord, and he repented. He knew that the consequences was losing the child that was conceived in adultery, the child that he tried to cover up. He fasted and he prayed that God would change his mind, but the consequences were still the same. We have to readjust our focus when things are brought to our attention. We have to take the time to step back and see ourselves and what is being said. David readjusted his focus and prayed this prayer. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love and according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgression. Wash away all my iniquities and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgression and my sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth and sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit away from me. Restore to me the joy of my of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Teach Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. You who are good 
who are God, my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praises. You did not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offering. My sacrifice, O oh God, is a broken spirit and a contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. I should have kept my focus, but thank you for another chance. I should have kept my focus, but thank you for seeing my heart. I was wrong, but thank you for, for, for your forgiveness. Thank you for not taking your spirit from me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for seeing me still as a person after your own heart for another chance. Thank you for allowing me just one more time to get it right. My heart is broken because I've, I've, I've transgressed before you. But, God, I thank you once again for another chance. I should have stayed focused, but, Lord, you gave me another chance. Sister Adrian is back in your hands. Girl, I can't even unmute my mic fast enough. You better go ahead. I should have stayed focused, but I thank God for another chance. Well, I wasn't even ready. I, I wasn't ready. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't ready. We ain't finished. We ain't finished yet. Because now, see, 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 mm, y'all, this, this is a prepared night. This is a prepared night to get yourselves ready for the rest of the next two days because the next two days is it. This is it. So recenter your focus. Recenter your focus. See the things that you've been saying that you was going to do since the beginning of the year and that you never got done? The blessing of it is you're still here. So God is not that mad. God is not that upset. But one day we're going to look and want to become the living sacrifice as God is, as we've heard all week. Christ is that example of the true and living sacrifice. She brought David up, y'all. She brought David up. And not only did she bring David up, but she brought Uriah up with David. Now, that's the difference because that's the focus because Uriah was focused and David was not. He was focused on something that was all about himself, all about what his flesh wanted. And then when he did what he had to do, he then had to make up so many other things just to fix it. How many of us are out here doing that exact thing? Oh, my gosh. Fix my focus, God. But thank you for saying, mm. girl, that's all I can say. <laughs> I wasn't ready. That's all I can say. I wasn't ready. No, I really wasn't ready. I, I love it, though, because one thing for sure, two things for certain God's word will be heard. And when you hear God's word, even if you have to go back and check it out, remember, www.blogtalkradio.com, backward slash purpose kingdom. Yeah, you're going to want to have to go back and hear that word again because she was like, uh, Sister Adrian, right. But I want to say bless God. I, I, I got to say bless God. I, every time you show up, you do something different. That's why it's always good when you show up. It's always good when you come back. So now what I'm going to tell everybody that's listening is that y'all have to make sure that you're back tomorrow. Now, I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be an in and out like this one because this one was this one was a sweet one because this is really something that you really should think about for the rest, the next, at least next 45 minutes. Think about the things that you really need to focus on. Think about the things that you're doing 
that you're doing because you want to do them has nothing to do with God. We justify the fact that we're doing them, and then we make them like of God because it sounds good. Oh, man, that was it. Mm. Y'all, y'all, but mm. listen here. I'm going to give it back to her, right, because she's going to have to give y'all a call of salvation because somebody might be out here that is not under the covering, and you need to know how to get into your focus so that you can ask God to really come back into your life. So I just want y'all to know that tomorrow we are here again, 8 p.m. We are getting ready because now it's about to be, what, Friday. So we got a couple more days into the new year. So the way I can tell you is just be ready, be ready, and be ready. Now, tomorrow we have Evangelist Cheryl Johnson at 8 p.m. And then, you know, of course, we got Chappie coming up on Saturday. So this is powerhouse now coming to the to the stretch. I really, really, really encourage you to go to www.blogtalkradio, backwards slash blogtalkradio.com, excuse me, backwards slash Purpose Kingdom. And check out these archives. They are there right now. Like, so if you don't do anything, we got seven years of archives. So if you need a word, if you're in need of a word, there is a word to be heard. But this one here, I advise all of you to go on first thing in the morning and get this because it's a good enough thing to just get you focused on what it is that you need to do. I definitely know that this year now I know for a fact that the first thing that I do when I wake up is not going to turn the TV on. I heard that. I heard that loud and clear because I can turn the TV on and get focused on something else that has nothing to do with whatever it was that I had said that I was going to do that day. And now I'm already an hour and a half in because I don't watch at least Sherry or, or Jennifer Hudson or somebody that I don't need to be watching. I need to keep my eyes stayed and focused on God and, and what it is that he's doing for me and what it is that he's calling me to do. And so just like he's calling me to do something, I know he's calling each and every one of you to do something. Remember, we are the living sacrifice. This is why the whole focus of this is the living sacrifice, to be a living sacrifice. And sometimes when we do things and we live it the wrong way, we do lose our focus. The blessing of it is thank God that I can fix my focus and thank God that even if I'm still struggling in my focus, God is still there waiting for me to do it. So I'm going to pass it back to Sister Alicia. She's going to give you the call. Do a do a nice little call for them just in case, you know, this is the first time that they've ever heard anything about God and they don't know how to do it. I like how they say, what must I do to be saved? Nothing, baby. Just need it. Just want it and just ask for it. That's the easy way to do it. But, Alicia, I'm going to turn it back to you. You go ahead and give them to them and you can close us out. And everybody, stay focused. Fix your focus. Thank God for the fact that you can still find a focus and meet us back here tomorrow at 8 p.m. Sister Alicia? Well, maybe you heard the the word of the Lord tonight and you look at what you've been through and what you've been going through and you say, you know what? I wasn't focused. Like, my attention was everywhere but where it needed to be. And maybe you... You don't know Jesus because we can't assume that everybody that's on the radio knows him. We can't assume that everybody that go to church knows him. We can't assume that everybody who preached the word even know him. It's easy to do things because gifts and callings, but without repentance. 
So maybe you don't know Jesus. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It also let us know that the wages of sin is, is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. If you don't know him, the Bible simply says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. It's just that simple. As they say, as simple as ABC, accept, believe, and confess. We also don't want to take for granted that um, somebody listening who wants to walk with Jesus, but you turned your back like the prodigal son. You wanted to do you. I think a lot of us get to that point where we want to do our own thing and we lose focus or lose sight on what it is that we have in front of us. The Bible lets us know that God is married to the backslider. And just like the the father of the prodigal son, he is waiting at the end of the road for you to come back into his arms. He's not waiting for you to be perfect to come back. He's just waiting for you to come back. So that's you. We're going to pray for you. And we ask that if you do accept Jesus on tonight or rededicate your life, that you get yourself into a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church so that you will be able to go forward. We're going into a new year. We're going into a new season. And when we go forward, the Bible says, don't look back. But we're not going to no longer look back on what was done before today. But we're going to take everything that we got today and we're going to move forward. So if you have rededicated yourself or you want to give your life to the Lord, here's a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Confess that you are the Son of God. I believe that you were raised from the dead on the third day. Like David said, create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. God, we thank you. We honor you tonight for every soul that had listened. God, we ask that you would just be with them and guide them, Lord God. Allow us all to adjust our focus so that we can be that living sacrifice before you. God, we ask that you will search our hearts and our minds and remove blemishes, God, so that we would be clean before you. Lord, we ask, God, that you would just bless everyone who accepted you, bless everyone who came back to you, lead them to the right place of worship, God, so that they will be able to learn more about you and to grow in you. In the name of Jesus, and we just thank you. God, we bless you for uh, Purpose Kingdom Network. God, we thank you for the work that um, is being done through your airways, God. We thank you that um, you're be able to you're able to be to be preached through over the, the, the airways, and that those who are internationally can hear you, those who are local can hear you, those who are uh, national can hear you, God. Your word is being preached. God, through the nations, God, and we're, we bless you for it, Lord. God, I ask that you would be with my family, Lord God, during this time and this season. God, I ask that you would just continue to be with us, Lord. And as we approach 2023, Lord God, we ask that you would just be with us and show us a new thing so that we can move forward in you. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I 
I will not lose. Step on the team down, I will not lose. Baby, I 